Welcome to our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover podcast. For day six, we had Zainab Al-Bahrain, who is a British Iraqi living in the UK, and she shared her insights and experiences on creating a wonderful Ramadan for her family as a homemaker. My son's communication understanding isn't the best that it could be right now, but um, we still get him to help us clean up his toys and I think that's something that is always wonderful to see in him when he gets up and he helps. So if you can do things like that with your children, I think it's really great giving them little jobs around the house um, to keep them busy, but to teach them as well about really good Islamic values. Do enjoy this takeover session proudly brought to you by the Umfariha Network. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Umfariha Network podcast. I'm Zainab from the Instagram account Life at Number 35, and I want to start by wishing you all a very Ramadan Kareem. I hope you are all safe and well wherever you are in the world. And whether you're in lockdown like we are in the UK or not, I hope this Ramadan showers you with many blessings. So, in today's topic, we're going to actually be looking at what Ramadan is like as a homemaker. And I want to give you my insight and experience with Ramadan, being at home, managing the home and how I go about trying to create a wonderful atmosphere and experience for my family and how I plan for it and organise, especially now that we are in lockdown and it's going to be very difficult obviously to see family and friends. It's going to be a very different sort of experience for us this year. I wanted to make sure that it was still very special and that we took the most out of it and take advantage of, you know, being away from the world. I'm going to talk about that more later on, but um, I want to start by just giving you a little bit of a background about me. So um, me and my husband, we live in the UK and we have two beautiful boys, Yasin, who is five years old and Salim, who is nearly five months old. So um, obviously in previous years, we'd spend Ramadan at home or with family. We'd have like these big family gatherings. And um, this year is going to be completely different um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, I wanted to make Ramadan really special and I wanted to make the most of it. And um, a few weeks ago when I started planning for Ramadan, I tried to think about what was important for us and for me personally to get out of this month. And I kept thinking about this idea or this theme of light. And I think you can agree that during this difficult time, we could all do with a little bit of light. So I wanted to shine a little bit of light into my own home and... I wanted to look at that in sort of different angles of how I can make myself feel better during this month, despite everything that's going on in the world and being away from family. So um, I'm sure many of us look at Ramadan in different ways. Um, you know, for some of us, Ramadan might be a month of giving. You know, it's all about charity and looking after others and sacrificing some of your own time for others. Um, some of us might see Ramadan as a month of personal growth, or it could be a combination of everything, to be honest. Um, I think this Ramadan is going to be even more interesting for all of us because 
Um, there are so many lessons to learn about what is going on outside in the world right now. And I think we can really draw that into our own lives. And also, um, more importantly, you know, being locked away from the world is really interesting because, you know, we're so used to saying yes to every opportunity and we're so used to having a structure and routine, you know, going to work and doing the school run and seeing friends and family. And we're always just constantly busy and there's so much going on in our life Whereas now is the opportunity to just slow down. And Ramadan, I think, has come at a perfect opportunity in some ways because that sort of idea is even stronger now. So um, this Ramadan will definitely be interesting. So let me start by talking about what Ramadan was like growing up. Um, obviously, um, we live in the West. So in some ways, I guess, growing up, with the month of Ramadan was difficult for many people. For me personally, I went to a school that had many Muslim girls and um, our environment was always, you know, with family. We had these big family gatherings. Um, we had like um, Middle Eastern channels on TV where we could watch like um, Syrian dramas. And we had that sort of sense of Ramadan, that atmosphere and environment instilled in, our, in us from a young age. And um, obviously being in the West is quite difficult to get that, but I'm really blessed and grateful that we did because it kind of gave us um, a true insight into what Ramadan would have been like back home, for instance. And that atmosphere, I think, is really important um, to have from a young age because it just makes it extra special. I mean, obviously, Ramadan is such a blessing in itself. Um, so I, I have a lot of fond memories surrounding Ramadan. I think a lot of them, you know, especially being with a family of six, um, we'd wake up for sahur and my mum would create this incredible spread for us to make sure we were all well fed. Um, we'd spend the day, you know, praying and reading du'a, um, helping my mum in the kitchen, watching Syrian dramas on TV. Um, we'd have this big iftar, whether it was at home or with like relatives. And that was a continuous theme in our family. And even though you know, my mum and dad never had this sort of like Ramadan set up or anything in the house, but there was definitely that atmosphere. And I think that was something that is always really important for me to instill in my home, even though my children are young um, and obviously the baby's not going to remember anything. But um, my son is five, so these are going to be some of his earliest memories when he looks back. He is autistic. So um, his level of understanding might not be the best at the moment, but I did want these memories to be there around him. And I want him to be around this sort of environment from a young age. So um, a few weeks ago, when I started to think about this idea of light and how I want to create it in our home, um, and it's something I do every year, I think it's important to have these traditions. I um, decided to set up a little corner in our home just to sort of have that Ramadan feeling in the house. And I think it's important to create that sort of atmosphere because it really helps um, you mentally get into Ramadan and get ex excited for it. So um, I set up the table with lots of foliage. If you go to my um, Instagram account as well, which is life at number 35, um, I've posted everything there. So you're welcome to see it there. I would be really happy for you to join us there in our little community. So we set up um, 
at the table with lots of foliage and lanterns and candles and Mama Mama Barak signs. I created a little tent for the children as well because I wanted my son to have a little quiet area and I set out some Ramadan books. There's so much great resources out there and I think that's one thing that was really missing from our childhood is um, the amount of resources that are available now um, for children. You know, there's toys and books and so many Islamic um, options that you can buy for your children. I think it's really great to get them involved. So I create a little Ramadan basket for the for my son. Um, obviously, the baby does, still doesn't understand anything, but he will join in in the future. Um, and every year I take out these books that we have and a few toys. Um, he's really into listening to Quran. And I think it's great because it really helps to calm him down. And he loves um, learning about the Arabic language, like the letters. He's memorized it all. So there's lots of great resources out there. Um, to get children involved and um, yeah so we create this sort of environment in our home and I think that's really important for myself because it gets me excited about Ramadan and it's great memories for the children to look back at but then there are other aspects obviously as a homemaker um, when I think about my home and how I want to prepare for Ramadan um, especially at the moment because my son isn't going to school because of the lockdown. It's quite difficult to manage everything with the children and whilst fasting, it's enough to make anyone exhausted. So I try to prepare as much as po possible in advance, whether it's like cleaning the house out and making sure everything is ready and prepared, making sure my pantry is ready and well stocked, planning out my meals, Meal planning is very important for me because it just may, helps me just, you know, to stress less and to be calm. When it's Ramadan, you don't really want to overthink everything and you want to make sure everything runs as smoothly as possible. Obviously, you're going to have days where it's really difficult to manage everything. And I think that's important to recognize that um, you will have days like that. and It's OK. It's perfectly normal. But obviously, trying to prepare everything as much as possible will help you a lot to manage your home and so yeah in the weeks leading up to Ramadan I did a lot of preparation for that um, and making sure I planned everything in terms of our meals and the cupboards making sure everything's well stocked. I think another aspect that's really important because we're experiencing Ramadan in lockdown especially I think in like Middle Eastern and Asian cultures we're very used to these like grand lavish dinners and you know, using the best quality of food and spices. I think this year it's quite interesting to just sort of take a step back. And this is something I'm trying to implement a lot in myself as well, is when I think about what kind of meals I want to create for my family. It's important to obviously think about, you know, how, how important it is to be more humble I think that's the word. Be more humble with um, the way we go about planning, you know, what we're eating at home. We don't, I think, think about this a lot because we're so, so blessed to be able to eat and drink whatever we want. I think it's important this month to sort of think about that sort of aspect that there are obviously so many people around the world who are less fortunate. And there are so many people who, because of the lockdown, are unable to get the resources and essentials that they need. So it's definitely something I've tried to incorporate and, th and reflect about a lot this month um, when planning my meals for the family is to 
take that into consideration a bit and to just be a little bit more humble and appreciate what we have. I mean, obviously, you know, if we take a step back and think about Ramadan, what is the purpose of it? And that is to reflect and think about others who are less fortunate. And this is definitely why I think this lockdown happening this year is so important and vital to our understanding and learning. Um, it does. It, it does make you think. I think every year, you know, when I sit down to break my fast, the first thought that comes to me is, I can't believe I'm breaking my fast. But there are so many people around the world who are going to continue being hungry today. And that's really difficult to stomach, that idea. And I'm sure many of us experience that. So definitely when planning um, for this for this Ramadan, it's been really important to sort of reflect and take that all into consideration. So yeah, planning for everything at home has been really essential um, to just make it run a lot smoothly. And um, also to make sure that my children are busy. Um, so my son is five and he's full of energy and I've been trying to, and I think this is something that um, we've been talking a lot about on social media, about how this lockdown has been really difficult to manage with the children because they're not at school. And obviously they can get bored very easily because they can't even go outside and do the usual things that they're used to. So um, trying to keep them busy, but also happy and calm and loved um, has been tricky. And I know at the beginning I try to push myself a lot to um, try and make his days as best as possible. But gradually over the weeks, I, mean, I think we're, what, five, six weeks into this lockdown, I definitely started to realise that it's really important to slow down. And that's another thing I think that is so important in Ramadan is um, the idea that we should slow down and be more conscious of everything that we're doing. So my son has definitely taught me that because at the end of the day, you know, our kids, all they want is to be loved and cared for. And because this is such a new experience of what is going on, um, I think, you know, the whole idea of homeschooling, as wonderful as it is, um, is a very new concept to us all. So especially now that we have Ramadan, we're going to be even more tired and trying to Keep everything together is going to be difficult. So um, I've definitely tried to think of how I can manage my time with him um, whilst fasting. And that is to make sure I have um, some ideas or of activities planned mentally in my head. I try not to, I don't do routine or structure or anything like that. I think it's all really great if it works for your children and you should do it if it does. But if it doesn't, I don't think we should stress about it at all. But having some ideas mentally of what I can do with him that um, will keep him happy and obviously keep my energy levels at bay um, is really important. I've tried to incorporate some Islamic or um, fun like Ramadan activities for him, whether it's colouring like prayer mats or masjids, you know, listening to Quran, um learning about the Arabic alphabet. We've got like a really cute Play-Doh set for the Arabic alphabet. Um, and also instilling some good values in our children. So my son's communication understanding isn't the best that it could be right now, but um, we still get him to help us clean up his toys 
And I think that's something that is always wonderful to see in him when he gets up and he helps. So if you can do things like that with your children, I think it's really great giving them little jobs around the house um, to keep them busy, but to teach them as well about really good Islamic values like kindness and looking after each other and caring for their little siblings. Or if you have older children who can get involved in like preparing their thought, I think that's such a wonderful idea talking about Ramadan and why it's so important and the values that we learn from it. There is so much out there that we can do with our children. And I think having those, having those values instilled in them from a young age is really important because our children are just like seeds and um, if you plant the seed well and you care for the plant and you give it enough sun and light and water then it's going to grow into a beautiful plant and that's exactly what our children are like they need to be nurtured well so I think Ramadan is a great opportunity to connect with them. And like I said, slowing down is really important because, you know, we can um, enjoy the aspects of our family life that we don't usually get to whilst we have such a um, busy um, routine in our day to day life. So, yeah, planning some activities for children, planning for the home, preparing for Ramadan is really important um, just to make things run a lot more smoothly. I think also Ramadan is really important for me personally because despite everything that's going on and how difficult it can be to manage the home with the children at home and away from school and being away from friends and family, this year seems even more important that I personally look at myself and how I can implement habits or good habits that can help with my own personal growth. So I was talking earlier about why Ramadan is so important to so many people, whether it's charity or personal growth or um, looking after the family. There's, there's so many reasons and I think it's all such a um, great combination. But um, for me as well, something that I really want to make use of this month, and I think a lot of people do with Ramadan, it's like a great opportunity to connect more with our deen and to connect more with Allah and um, to practice um, religious habits that will help with our own personal growth. And I think that this whole idea of slowing down can really help us mentally as well. So it's something that I definitely want to implement, so, um, especially if like I've taken the time to like prepare for this month as much as possible and be as organized as possible. I want to make some room for my own personal growth. And I think that's important. And whether that's, I don't know, 10 minutes in the evening, 10 minutes in the morning or longer, if you can manage it, an hour possibly, just to shut yourself away from the world, just to have some time to reflect listen to Quran, read some du'a, you know, just to pour your heart out to Allah. And especially during this time, just to think about all the things that we are so blessed to have, whether it's a home, a roof over our head and food in the fridge and our health, the ability to be able to fast this month, the ability to be able to just um, experience another year of Ramadan to have great friends and family around us, be able to, um, you know, have a job, 
um, freedom. There's so many things to be blessed and thankful for. And I think it's such a great opportunity to just take a moment and just step back from the world and to just think about all of these things. I'm sure so many of us have faced such challenging times in our life. Or, you know, if those of you who are in lockdown right now are facing really difficult moments, whether you're worried about your job or you're worried about your health and family, your children. I know for me personally, my son is really struggling with the lockdown because he loves school. He misses that structure and that routine. He kept busy at school. So for me personally, it's been really difficult because I'm trying to like manage his emotions and mine and everyone in the family and trying to uh, manage the home as well. But every time I think about it and I take a step back and I think about how blessed we are that we are healthy and safe and it's just such an important time to think about that. It's a great time for personal growth and to see how we can change ourselves There are, I'm sure, so many things that we weren't happy about before this month started. There are so many things that we try to implement during this month that we should continue. So yeah, taking the time to work on ourselves, I think, is really important, especially as a homemaker. You know, you're so busy all day. It's like you never have a minute to think about yourself and your own self-care and well-being. And I think this is a great opportunity this month to just focus on yourself. And you deserve to focus on yourself because you're always looking after someone else. And you know how we always have New Year resolutions? I think Ramadan resolutions are always great um, because we have a whole month to try and practice them. And that can be a great um, motivation to continue after Ramadan, whether it's reading more Quran or just um, taking time to reflect and think. I, I know as mothers, we don't even have time to think. So yeah, personal growth. Um, and also, obviously, um, I talk about personal growth a lot but I also um, should mention that it's important to um, practice also values whether it's to do th with um, the environment I know that a lot of people have been talking about how incredible our earth must be healing with everyone in lockdown and there's no pollution or reduced pollution so um, it's also really important to take care of our environment to look after those around us, whether it's our neighbours or just to be able to um, practice. I, I know so many of us, I'm sure, are picking up the phone more and like calling our family and friends and people we don't keep in touch with just to check in and connect. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing to see. And there's definitely a sense of community, whether it's within your own area or your country, or even just a global sense of community because everyone's going through the same thing. Um, so yeah, taking that time to think about that stuff is so important because like I said, as, uh, as a homemaker, you know, you're so busy 
focusing on the children and family and cooking and cleaning. Um, we don't always take the time to focus on ourselves and what habits we want to, um, you know, practice as, as a member of society. I'm going to try and wrap up because I'm sure I've spoken far too long. Um, I think it's really important as a homemaker to try and organise as much as possible um, this month just so that you can try and enjoy the month to the best of your ability and for things to run more smoothly. Um, remember, it's not a race. And I'm sure, especially on social media, there's going to be so many pictures and videos of incredible spreads and, um, you know, people doing activities with their children. I think it's really important to try and ignore all of that. I mean, obviously, if it brings you inspiration, it's great. But if um, it creates any negativity for you because you feel like you're not doing enough, then definitely shut yourself away from all of that. And focus on yourself, focus on your family and your children, your own home. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, when Ramadan is over and you look back at the 30 days and how you spent it, I'm sure you would feel so much better if you knew that you had spent it well, um, going at your own pace, doing what's best for you. So I am going to just touch on what a typical day might be for us as a family. Well, the kids normally wake up um, quite early, so anywhere between six and seven-ish. And obviously my son has breakfast, which my husband deals with, and then we try and get ready for the day. Because it's Ramadan, obviously, um, we obviously aren't going to be eating until iftar. So I spend the next few hours trying to um, do some activities with my son. I try and do any of the more difficult things that I think he might be bored of quickly um, in the morning whilst the baby is napping. And um, that could be anything from like reading or... Um, working on phonics or spelling or numbers and then I try and keep like the more fun activities in the afternoon some days I honestly we don't do anything I just let him just have like free flow play or we do very minimal activities but some days you know they're more packed with activities and um, like I mentioned Previously, it has been difficult to engage him at home because he is autistic and he's used to being at school and he loves it. So um, he likes to be kept really busy and stimulated and I don't always have the tools and the resources to do that. But um, I do my best and I think we are trying to focus on each day as it comes. Some days are really bad and I just try and forget about them. And the next day I'm just like, you know what, it's a new day. Let me focus on today and try and make it as positive as possible. And sometimes, honestly, especially with everything that's going on and missing family, fasting, you know, you get fed up really quickly. So um Trying to be as patient as possible is really important and when he does get upset or emotional or he's quite challenging, I'm sure many of our children are testing our patience, I just try and stop 
and be more conscious of my breathing and my thoughts before I react because I know that reacting in a negative way isn't going to make me feel any better it's not going to make him feel better it's just going to be um it's just going to make the situation even worse so I really try and take a step back and just focus I actually always um count with him so we count down from five and I think sometimes that helps him relax but helps me also relax indirectly so yeah try to practice my patience especially this month and I try and keep him as busy as possible but obviously there are times where um, I let him have free flow play and I think those are the best moments where I try to just get things done prepare my iftar um, I try to do as much as possible earlier in the day just prep as much as possible so that I'm not like stressed out later on in the evening especially as it cl gets closer to their um, bedtime and also um, try and fit in time for myself. So during my husband's lunch break, I'll go upstairs and I'll do my prayers and I'll try and just take, even if it's just 10 minutes, to just reflect and or just to switch off, to be honest, um, just to just think and um, have some quiet. And I think that's really important. So just trying to like organize and manage your day as much as best as possible. Um, something I, I always practice and I know it gets the better of me sometimes. And um, sometimes I actually I'm, you know, more conscious of it is just trying to um, remember that doing a little bit every day is better than nothing and remembering that you are always going to do the best of your ability so reading a page of quran is better than nothing at all having 10 minutes of quiet and reflection is better than nothing making sure that you pray on time you know is, is better than delaying it um so always trying to do the best of your ability and to be more conscious of that and to remind yourself constantly that as a mother, you know, you are juggling so many different areas here, especially if you're in lockdown. And um, you should be proud of everything or every day that you get through, especially now that it's Ramadan. So when the kids are finally winding down for bed um i like to switch on quran for my son he absolutely loves it it really calms him down and it's nice just to have that in the evening we do that like every day even if it's not ramadan and we've been doing that since he was like a year and a half and um we get them into bed and then obviously we have our iftar sometimes obviously my son who's five doesn't need to go to sleep so at that time so he'll go to sleep after our, we have our thought but yeah um that's basically a typical day for us so yeah i really hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast i'm sure i've talked so much but i hope that you are all safe and well and that you really enjoy this month remember to take care of yourselves and your family and to take each day as it comes um focus on the day and yeah, I, I want to wish you all a very happy Eid in advance and I hope you're having a wonderful day and assalamu alaikum from me, Zainab, at Life at Number 35. I hope you join me over there because we have a great community. So yeah, have a wonderful day and I will see you soon, inshallah. 
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover Sessions by the Umfariha Network. We hope and pray that it has been beneficial to you. You can check out other episodes on the podcast, watch the live replay of this session on our YouTube channel, and join us tomorrow for another episode. Masala!